you guys, and welcome to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not-so-favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Sammy. I'm Brandon. Oh, give me your home where the buffalo roam and the skies are not cloudy all day. Because today we're watching Buffalo Dreams. Cool boy Josh Townsend has to move again with his father, astrophysics researcher Dr. Nick Townsend, from a New Mexico small town to escape the copy boy job dad arranged. Okay, I can't read this. This is too hard. I'll read it. I'll read it. Schoolboy Josh Townsend has to move again with his father, astrophysics researcher Dr. Nick Townsend, to a New Mexico small town. To escape the copy boy job dad arranged, Josh volunteers for the tribal buffalo reserve. Working with Navajo clan elder John Blackhorse's cynical grandson Thomas and his buddy Moon. Local scamp Kyle's cool cyclist knaves gang seems irresistible, but their hazing like demands bring Josh to betray his buffalo friend's reluctant confidence. Uh, so that's what happened. Ah. Did you not watch the movie? I did, but uh, now that it's down in words, it's just as boring. Have any of you seen a buffalo before? Yeah. Have you Me not? Do. I have. Okay, good. <laughs> I just wrote that question instead of, have you seen this movie before? I had not seen this movie before. Yeah. I, me neither. No, nope. I haven't heard of it either. No, I, this one did not like go down in the history books of Disney Channel original movies. I think Buffalo are underrated because they are cool little animals. They're very they cool little, animals. Don't they have blue tongues? <laughs> are we, yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fun. I read a lot about buffalo, and I did not read about that. You read a lot about buffaloes? Yeah, just like where they're from and what they do and what they like to do. Well, where are they from? They're, they're from, from Native America. Or Native. <laughs> they're from <laughs> North America, right? I don't know. Like, maybe. I think they said they were from, like, Mexico, and then they, like, navigated up or migrated. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? on top of the English language today. Yeah. <laughs> But apparently they live in maternal packs, like so all the women live together, and then all the bachelors live together in bachelor packs. Wow. It's mating season. They meet up, and they do it buffalo style, and we got a lot of baby buffaloes. I like to think they kind of just have their own miniature version of, like, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette TV show. I would watch that over this movie. I would as well. (laughs) Well, let's talk about this movie. It's about buffalo. Uh, wrong. It's about dreams. Kinda. There's a dream in the movie and there's a buffalo in the movie. It's about this little white kid who like moves to New Mexico. Mm -hmm. I think the whole first part of this movie was supposed to be like, we're big town people in a small town. Look how different it is. Whoa, this is different. But it really just ended up being kind of boring. I feel like New Mexico could be really beautiful and really cool. Well, it and, is really beautiful, and th- this movie was shot pretty well. It was actually shot in Utah, but Utah's beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, he moves there, and he just, ba- I mean, he has to live basically on what is, like, a reservation. I think they just live near the reservation, because I don't think you're allowed to just live on the reservation as a white person. They're there because his dad is an astrophysicist, and he needs to research his astrophysicism. With giant satellites. 
And the best place to do it is here in New Mexico because there's no light pollution. Yeah, that's a fact. Like, New Mexico has cool space stuff and telescopes, right? Absolutely. I really liked the mom in this. even she though. She was great. Yeah, she is great. I don't have anything bad to say, actually. She yeah. was good. The only thing I have to say about her is that she said, mm-hmm, a lot. <laughs> that's a mom thing, though. <laughs> Hashtag like the, mom things. The dad would be like, mm-hmm. you like the house? And she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, you admiring the view? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not notice that. I'm going to rewatch it, though, and look for it next time. <laughs> You're not going to do that. I can already tell. No, I don't recommend rewatching this movie at all. You guys might be surprised that I didn't hate this movie as much as I did when I was messaging you about the beginning of it. The beginning was garbage, but the end wasn't that bad. Uh... <laughs> this movie has a lot going on. We learned that he's, like, really into mountain biking. Like, he has posters of people mountain biking on his walls. Yeah. But how is he so into mountain biking if he's from New York? That's a good question. And it also seemed like he didn't have a bike before because, like, they get to the house and the mom's like, oh, you bought him a bike? But then he's riding, like, a professional. Like, where did he learn how to ride a bike? So he gets his old-ass bike that his mom gets him with, like, a big old butt seat on it and then he's tearing through town like a mud dirter what is it called a dirt head yeah that's what the uh the natives call him is that the term that's the locals locals. okay so the locals call him a dirt (laughs) head because he rides a bike and he almost like crashes through this it's almost like a charlie chaplin skit where two people are carrying a glass pane and it ended up breaking even though he didn't run into it. I didn't get, understand what that was. That's pretty much it. And then he was like, what? I didn't do it. And it was like, nobody says you Yeah, know. I was like, he didn't do it. He's all right. Yeah. That was... Nobody know. said a word to him. Yeah. Like, he was bored. He's tearing around town. I loved the lady at the... Uh, like the convenience store. Who was like, we've got bison jerky. We've got uh, this other jerky. We've got corn, we've got rice. And she like forced them to buy things from the store. I thought that was, that was weird because she was like, do you have batteries? And he's like, I'm good, thanks. And then like later they needed batteries because the power went out. But everyone in this movie was like, had like special psychic powers almost where they could yeah. see the future because they were like super duper in tune with nature. And that was yeah. a little much. That felt like a little bit... yes stereotypical it did yeah especially at the end the dad like goes to some store to get a bike and the girl's like you need a bike and he's like how did you know that and i'm like what is this and i don't know if that sort of thing is celebrated in that culture but i just don't know and i just don't think so i have a feeling this was not written by anybody in the navajo tribe yeah well he likes josh likes to bike We know that. But we also find out early on that there's like a little divide between the people who bike and the people who don't. So, okay. Apparently there's a town next door where there's a bunch of like spoiled white kids who like to bike through the sacred land. They're like killing the grass and they're disturbing the land. 
And so the locals really hate those kids and they try to keep them away from their traditions as far away as possible. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, there's some of it I didn't get what the problem was. And I was like, this is really a non-issue or like, it seemed like the rules were very unclear on what was right. And well, yeah, it didn't seem established. It seemed like this was a new thing that these other people lived next door and they had to tell them where they could and couldn't go. But really all it would have taken was an adult from the tribe to say, we really need you out of here or we are calling the police. Yeah, put like signs up. Yeah, like private property. Uh, tell them they're trespassing. Like it's not difficult. At the beginning, Josh is like riding his bike on a dirt road and the kid's like, you can't do that here. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, he wasn't even on the grass or he was on a road. Yeah, He was just on like a major, like a main road that they were driving their truck down. Like if you can drive your truck down, why can't I ride my bike? It seemed like they had to, they had to set this movie up for the viewer. So instead of having a world that was already, that already existed, they had to like build one. Hmm. I feel like that's most decom. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we want to tell this story. And then they start going with it. And it's like, well, this part doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just like, we'll tell him he can't ride on this road. But then like later on, he does ride on the road and it's totally fine. I kept trying to think of what the right, like, oh, because sometimes we think, oh, what could we do to fix this movie? And the whole time I was like, I don't know what it would, how to fix this. I think you just have to start from scratch and like figure out a different storyline here. I think what it would take would be for them to not try to make this movie so based on that culture. Just have the culture exist without forcing it upon us. Yeah, I agree. And that was, I was super excited when Scout showed up. I thought she was deaf, but we learn out or you learn later she's mute. But she's just at the very beginning, just this girl speaking sign language and nobody says anything about it. And I was like, oh, cool. We've got just this deaf character and nobody's going to make it a thing about. Mm-hmm. But then they make it a thing at the very end. And I was like, that's so frustrating. And they make it the mysticism like spirits thing too which yeah i I felt like that was exactly like subset of like the overall thing with the navajo was like it was also it could have been just a setting yeah i chalk it up to just regular decom writing and i don't i don't know there's something that when i finished this movie i like didn't hate it but i think that's because i really like some of the growth and development of the two main characters, which we haven't even talked about the other one that comes into play, but we can bring him in now because there's a scene where he starts singing to the Buffalo. Thomas Blackhorse. Cool name, by the way. When this whole group of kids get, first gets introduced, it was very like, this is a movie about native culture. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, uh, well, first of all, it's this very white kid who is later explicitly labeled as Dutch. Um, so the super white kid named Moon, and Thomas Blackhorse, who is kind of like the leader of their little gang because his grandfather is the elder of the tribe, and then his little sister, Scout. And it was like, as they're being introduced, it's Moon Moon being like, ah, this is Thomas Blackhorse, and he comes from this long historic family of like, blah, 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 past that. And then Scout, she was named when her grandmother had a dream about her. And I was like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Also, how did Moon Moon get there? That's a really good question. 
was he adopted? Was he like, did his parents just like drop him off at the reservation? Like, here's a child, we can't take care of him. Like, what happened? Maybe. I don't know. I I I kind of thought maybe he lived in the town next door and that he was just they accepted him. But we need to set this character up because it's like it's hard to imagine him. He's like this white kid with this super long blonde hair. He's always wearing tie-dyes. He kind of talks like this, bro. If he were in Brink, Brandon would have had a hard time telling him apart from Brink. Yeah. Yeah. Except a lot more like drugged out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's been hitting the peyote hard. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what happened. He probably was like one of the neighboring kids, and he's just like a super like stoner hippie kid who was yeah. like, oh man. He loves culture. I want to try that peyote. And then he like just. Okay. What were these kids doing anyway? Like they're part of some reserve team. Yeah, they're working on the uh, Buffalo Conservation team. Basically. So they would go around and fix fences and feed the buffalo, milk the buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Sing, Sing them songs. songs. Not songs. Song. One song. Only one. They don't like any other song, but Lean on Me. Yeah. Okay. Me. These people cannot sing. <laughs> I thought Scout was not terrible, but also. No, but don't spoil the ending, please. <laughs> <laughs> Scout was all right. <laughs> but you could tell she was like, dude, get on key. <laughs> Seriously. She was super snarky. I liked her so much. It's a shame what happened with her. It's character. a shame she gets her voice back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they use their musical singing powers to make the buffalo do what they want. And they get some buffalo onto a truck and everything's fine. Meanwhile, Josh is supposed to do this horrible office job slash internship, I guess, where they locked him in a copy room and expected him to make copies of things. Yeah, it didn't seem like he was given any instruction. They were just like, uh, stuff you need to make copies of is on the cart. And they just like locked him away. And I would be like, how many copies were the copies good? Yeah, this must be during summer because th- they don't talk about school at all here. I'm fairly yeah. certain it is. Okay. Summer break, yeah. All right. I mean, I did, I've done summer like internships at my mom's work since I was 14. Yeah. My brother and sister's first jobs were at a bank in the basement in a room kind of like this, where they were in charge of shredding documents. Oh my gosh. So they would just bring them piles of documents and say, take the staples out and shred these. And that's what they did all day. I had my first summer working at my mom's office job. I had to audit software and it was literally like, they gave me all of the software disks that they had and I would just put them on the computer and like run a program and make sure that everything was above board. And we had all of the passwords and stuff to load them on on computers. And that was it. That's what I did. Well, that's way more intense than just like shredding a piece of paper though. (laughs) No, because it was that little program that had to run. So it would take like two hours at a time. So I would stick a disk in there and then just sit there. Yeah. It was Um, the worst job. Okay, well, I wasn't aware that this was such a thing to, like, have these really weird office jobs that you just kind of get thrown into. Yeah. So, I mean, their realism. What was really real was him throwing his face onto the copier and making copies of his face. Yeah, and then including them in the copies that got distributed out. I like how nobody, like, flips through it before handing it out to important (laughs) people. Like, oh, this 13-year-old kid's been locked in a copy room all day. Let's just grab what he did and hand it off to the CEO of the company. Yeah. That should be fine. The dad gets a little upset, but... Yeah. I mean, he's lucky it wasn't a picture of his butt. Yeah. I know. I was <laughs> waiting for that. I don't remember that part at all. Yeah. I don't remember... 
I don't remember them being passed out with pictures of his face, which that's hilarious. They didn't get like, we didn't show it getting passed out, but like the dad came home and he was like, oh, my favorite was page 12. When 37 of my partners saw this, it looked super professional. That's how uh, our friend Josh is like, yeah, I don't want to do this job. I want to be outside and work with this buffalo conservation. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, the mom went to the store and that same lady who was trying to hawk off her beef jerky was like, oh, your son needs to work at the buffalo ranch. And mom was like, what? And she's like, they need teenagers. And I was like, that sounds creepy. <laughs> it is only teenagers. Because but... specific, she specifically said they need teenagers, not like they need help. Um, the family loses power, which at first I was like, why, why, why are we losing power? What is, what's the point of this? I mean, I thought at first it was just to make his life awful. Like the movie setting up that his life here sucks. But it actually comes back into play later on in the movie where he, he he like gets sent out on a little retreat where he has no food or anything and no electricity. So at least that kind of tied together in a way. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. I did not. I wasn't looking that deep into this movie. I take this job so seriously that I that's why I think I knew it. <laughs> Are you trying to say that Josh and I do not take this job seriously? This thing that brings home the bacon? I just didn't know if you caught it or not. We can get to that later, because that's that's a pretty good part. Um, okay. <laughs> so, Josh decides that he will definitely work outside. He calls it, like, freedom. And all the other kids are like, what do you mean freedom? This is work. We're, we didn't have a choice. We're working here. But he thinks it's totally cool. The other kids are like, fine, we'll put you to work, you city slicker. And they do put him to work. Uh, what exactly was he doing? He, we never saw him working. We just saw him peeing. He didn't do nothing. He just peed all over. He had to walk a lot because he was like, ugh, I've never had to walk so far in my whole life. <laughs> to be fair, he probably had it. So he's not lying. Yeah. Okay, so buffalo are like pretty dangerous to be around. And this guy, this little boy just wanders off and, like, is surrounded by, it, like, four buffaloes. Yeah. It, was it was a lot, a lot of, buffalo. of buffalo. And then it happens again because he's singing and all the cool cyclist dudes come over and they're like, why are you singing? I love this part. <laughs> it was like, he was like, I wasn't singing. Yes, you were. He's like, it was I not me. I don't know me. who that was. If he would have just said, I was singing to distract the ten buffalo that were going to stampede me. They would have been like, oh, cool. Yeah, or just like, sometimes I like to sing while I pee. Like, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Is that, too, yeah. is that too terrible of a thing? It's not that weird to know. But I think he was just trying to fit in anywhere. So anything that these kids said was bad, he was like, it must be bad. At, react quickly. Um, Instead, of, He's a kid. He's not cool. He's not smart enough yet to know that, you know, you do you and be yourself and these kids are idiots. He thought they were cool because they had bikes, which they were cool because they had bikes. That how math works? <laughs> kids plus bikes equals cool. I mean, I have a bike. Am I cool? No. Oh, fuck. No, because you have probably like a banana seat bike. Is there something wrong with that? Does it go down mountains? I don't know. I don't have a mountain. Well, then you're not cool. You need to go get one. Oh, dang it. They did some extreme biking in this movie. Like, really dangerous stuff. 
They were like double black diamond runs. The, and they had scrolls and crossbones on the mm-hmm. signs. I thought that meant if you eat the rocks, you would get poisoned. If you eat the berries, though, who knows? Oh, he did eat berries. He ate strange berries. And I was like, kid, you don't know jack shit about those berries. So what what happened? There's like a rainstorm. He was like, I want to bike home, dudes. And they were like, you're dumb. That's a bad idea. And he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And they're like, okay, that's not such a bad idea. And they were just get it. They were kidding because it was a bad idea because it started to rain. Yeah. Oh, so this was another of them being like, oh, we can predict yeah. the weather thing. There was a lot of bath scenes. There were at Just least saying. four. And that water in that bathtub was way too low for my comfort. Same. He was like sitting in a little puddle. And I was like, I don't like this. It was weird. It didn't need to happen. We had no need to see a small child in the bath so many times. It was like three times in the bath. Yeah, three times in the bath and then the stripping later on at the waterfall. And they kept, like, it wasn't like those scenes furthered the plot at all or they were, like, funny or anything. It was literally just, like, a cut to him sitting in the bath. Going, like, yeah, I'm tired. Like, go throw yourself on the sofa. Or, like, if you want to show that he's sore from all the bike riding, like, put an ice pack on his knee or something. Like, Yeah, that needed to be brought up because, listen, Disney, just please stop doing that. I mean, maybe this was the one movie they were like, let's try that and see if people are into it. And then they were like, <laughs> oh, no, they're not. They're like, wait a minute. The people that are into this are not the people that we want to <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah, it just it did nothing for the movie, really. At one point, he decides to go biking with the biker dudes, the cool biker dudes. And they go to this, like, super crazy mountainous area that I would be scared to go down. And for some reason, like... Thomas's dad drives him there and he's like, is it okay? And they're like, yeah, this is, this area is for biking. Like you're fine. They invited him out to like the red rocks or whatever. So he was like sitting at the bus stop and the grandparents just roll up and we're like, he was like, Oh, I'm waiting for the bus. And they're like, we got you. And he's like, I'm going to the, they're like red rocks. Yeah, we know. And it was, yeah, it was another one of those things where it's like, Oh, the, Native Americans, they know everything that you're thinking. Like, it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. There was some like real actual racism getting thrown around by yeah. the bike kids, which I know Disney isn't condoning in any way, but there were just like some slurs that get thrown out. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable with this on Disney Channel. I This movie wasn't being edgy and it didn't really like teach a lesson and there really wasn't any story to it. So, like, that stuff didn't make sense to be in this movie. I don't really know what the pull... There really wasn't a plot to this movie. No. (laughs) There was just too much going on. Like, the fact that Thomas... We find out at this potluck that Thomas doesn't want to be part of, like, the Navajo people. He doesn't speak the language or eat any of the foods. And how he wants to move away. And I'm like, wait, how does this fit in with everything else yeah, going on but he's on still so passionate that the new kid follows the rules of everything and he still gets so offended yeah. when what's his name oh his name's josh that's yeah, just josh. like your name josh yeah i've been saying it but <laughs> like never clicked okay so but yeah he's so offended when josh like doesn't know the rules and everything and he's like i hate this culture anyway i want to move i wish they would have just had him as a normal kid 
that appreciated his culture. It made it really complicated for me to know what people were doing and why. So anyway. uh... So it feels like all these kids are finally starting to open up to Josh after he's been working really hard and like being there for them and showing up and getting to know them a little. So Thomas shows him like the sacred secret springs area that's kind of like historical and meaningful to him. And like they all jump in and, you know, take yeah. off their clothes and like there was come over here and they yeah. <laughs> An uncomfortably long scene of them all taking off their shirts. Like it wasn't just like, oh, take off our shirts, get in the pool. It was like one of them takes off their shirt and then it just like kind of lingers. And then they'll yeah. pan over to the other one, he takes off his shirt and then like lingers. Yeah. It was just uncomfortable. It was. Yeah. But anywho, Thomas <laughs> tells Josh never to tell anybody about this place it is super secret they don't want it to get like overrun with and i feel like that was more because they just wanted the spot to themselves versus it had any historical meaning because honestly at the end of the day these kids are kids and they probably just wanted their own cool little secret swimming spot more than they cared about tradition but what does our friend josh do oh he fucks up real bad he Wants to look cool for the really lame biker dudes who've done nothing but treat him poorly. And he's like, hey, I know where we can go swimming. He just volunteers the information. I yeah. was like, Josh, what are you doing? You little- I'm like, it's been all of 20 seconds since your friend Thomas just told you to not ever tell anyone. Literally swore you to secrecy. Yeah, well, he takes a nasty spill on his bike. And I want to address this because they're racing and he's doing really well on this crappy bike. And then he hits a huge rock and falls. And they're like, that wouldn't have happened if you had a good bike. And he was, uh, he was like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, no, it would have, because it was a, it was a rock. It's not like a bike, like a good bike is going to tear through rock. And then they're like, did you see that loser falls? <laughs> like as he's right there. Yeah. yeah. They're like, they're riding past him as he's like, like, like squirming around in pain. And they're just like, ha, 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 you yeah. fell, ha, Have a ha. Nice trip. Like, <laughs> See you next fall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how's, the, how's the weather down there? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Did you fall a lot in high school? No, I'm tall. Were you oh. a bully in high school? <laughs> yeah, you're either or. <laughs> you came up with those real quick. Well, let me see you what did. else I got. Hey, do you like dirt salads? Because you just ate one. You eat dirt. Idiot. Oh my god, you were a jerk. Hey, your knee's bleeding, idiot. Okay, well, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, so he just, he wants to get back on these kids' good graces, I guess. So yeah. he's like, uh, I know this really cool swimming spot. What he should have done was shut the fuck up. Yeah, instead he leads them directly there. The whole time he, like, feels miserable about it. And they end up defacing, like, some of the rocks there. Yeah, they break. I don't know what they were doing carrying like spray paint cans around with them, but they were graffitiing the rock. They throwing... drive over a tree. Yes, they when they parked, they just like stopped oh, on God. a tree, and they were like, "Haha, that was funny." <laughs> like these are things that I think they could actually get fined for. Like all they would have to do is 
get a police officer. There's all sorts of stuff they're doing that's highly illegal and they should be fined and or jailed. I think they also push him off of like the cliff. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which could have been really bad. Yeah. There's a little place to jump off of to land in the water. And he has, I think, a height problem because when he did it before, and I think this was like a juxtaposition of like, who your real friends are Ooh, kind of thing. Yeah. Cause when he went before with the Navajo kids, they were very encouraging and they're like, you don't have to do it if you don't want to, but it's totally fine. It's safe. We're here for you. And then he goes with these guys and they're like, Oh, you pussy. Like, why aren't, why aren't you jumping in? And then one of them just pushes him in. I thought you looked like you needed some help. <laughs> I hated these kids. Actually. They were they were awful. Terrible. They were just bad actors. <laughs> good people. I'm sure you're listening. I want to tell you, I don't think you're bad people in real life, so I shouldn't have said that. If somebody is listening to this podcast and has ever been in any way, shape, or form on a decom, I would like them to email us at together at gmail.com. Please. Oh my gosh. Even if you're just an extra, we want yeah. to hear. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, these kids were infuriating to watch, but... Every time I thought, like, the bad part was over, it got worse. Yes. Well, and the problem was, is like, the we said that this movie doesn't have a plot, but these kids are the main plot. Like, even further so than Black Horse. Just kick them out and make, I don't know. Anyway, so really, this is where we start to see his internal struggle of whether or not he wants to be with the hooligans or with the Navajo. Well, I think he knows at this point. You think he does? Well... Because he feels really bad. And the next day, he stays home. He doesn't even go to work or anything because he knows, like, he really messed up and he really betrayed Thomas's trust. Yeah. Well, and not yeah. to mention, he sees a buffalo that's gotten loose. And so he sings to it. And I think he kind of realizes, oh, hey, I, I'm i a part of this now. He's learned mm. so much and he's grown and I'm so proud of him. There was like a part where the grandpa says something how like you need to find who you are or something profound and i was like oh this is cool like it was the one moment where the stereotypes of native americans having like insights felt okay i liked this part a lot i liked this wilderness retreat i i think anytime that black horse and josh were on screen together was really good yeah yeah um i guess the the thing that the grandpa decides to do is to put both Thomas and Josh on some like walk. a nature retreat where you so basically he starved these two children for an entire night and threw them out in a thunderstorm where there are coyotes and scary animals along with dreams of buffalo. Yeah, he totally spiked like that water canteen with Barry. oh my god. <laughs> they were on a spiritual journey in the forest yeah. dude so they like he takes away all of their belongings josh tried to pack up dim sum yeah where i don't know where he thought he was going to heat it up at there's no microwave in the wilderness but whatever he just takes all their belongings you don't get any clothes you don't get like your candy bars uh, and he sent them with like a backpack. Beans and rice. Yeah, it had beans and rice, but he had to like figure out how to cook it himself. And because Josh is like city boy, he doesn't know how to start a fire. So he eats his candy bar. Just his candy bar. Yeah. I'm, and I he really starts like... eating berries that he just finds out there. I'm like, surely you know better than to just eat. He like takes a bite of one, stops, and then keeps eating them. I mean, I mean. I would have eaten them, probably. 
And then we would have found Brandon's body in the woods. And I would have, you know what I would have said? I would have said, good. That's what you get for sending my dumb ass out into nature for a night. I'm starving. (laughs) I like how when the grandpa was taking all the stuff away, Josh is like, oh, no, no, no. I get low blood sugar and then I get really tired. It's like not a good thing. So I kind of need the food. I was like, yep, relatable. Mm -hmm. And the grandpa's like, "Mm, I don't care. I know better than you do. And then he hands him pocket knives. Pocket knives were like the be all end all end all device that old people liked to push. Yeah, they still carry them around. And I'm like, what are you going to do with that? You going to make a a fire? I don't know. You're going to cut an animal open? What are you going to do? What would you even do? Stab themselves accidentally. Well, it looked like Thomas was about ready to protect himself from the coyotes. He had it like pulled out and like ready to go. That's true. Oh gosh. And then there's the, okay. And then Josh finds a feather in the river and decides that he's going to put it in his hair. Oh, Jesus. And it was in his hair for like one scene and then it blew away and floated down the river again. Oh, I bet it was an eagle feather. Yeah, I think it was an eagle feather. Holy shit. I mean, they did, they were trying to have the kind of Native American spiritual. They just slowly turn him into a Native American. (laughs) Yeah, this, I think they were trying to like, they chose a white boy so that the audience would relate to someone and i've seen things where native american stories and legends were like beautiful in and of themselves and they didn't need to be fake or like made up yeah it's a beautiful culture if it's done respectfully if 50 if five minutes of this movie were just someone telling a story about the navajo people i would love it and that's why I liked these scenes so much with these two boys is because that's really kind of what it felt like. And they never seemed too forced when the, when it was those two together. But it, when it was like the adults, they were like, this is our culture. And like, like it was too much. But when it was these two relatable kids, it wasn't too wild. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with that. And the good thing is, is near the end of the movie... We, we did get a lot of that. And so that's when it started to pick up for me where I was like, I can at least enjoy this part of the movie. But then they survive the weather. They hide in a cave. And I love that part. I was like, this is so cool. They're, they're in a cave. They're telling stories back and forth. These two kids are relating to each other, telling them about each other's lives and their problems and what they want to do with their future from where they come from. And this was such a cool scene. It was one of my favorite scenes I've seen in a while in a decom. Mm. Okay. I don't know if you can appreciate that or not. <laughs> I appreciate it. I think the I, movie took way too long to right, get there, though. I think you're entitled to your opinion. I think by the time I got to this scene, I was already over this movie. I can so. totally see that, too. Um, They had, like, the weird dream sequences. So, yeah, Thomas, they're, they're separate at this point. They had gone their separate ways. And Thomas dreams in his sleep. He, uh, the stars turn into like a staff constellation he just reaches up and grabs it then all of a sudden he's like in like olden times as a native american and they're all like you have to protect our family he's like no i don't want to stay a part of this family and they're like no it doesn't matter where you go this will always be a part of you so you need to stay and protect us i hate that message i really hate the whole like family is everything sort of message that happens a lot with children's yeah. movies like even if you have the most loving supportive family like thomas seemed to have his dreams are valid and he shouldn't have to stay there just because his family wants well, and not there. to mention they kind of it was almost a 
I don't want to say it was a threat that they were holding on in, but they basically they said when your parents tried to leave to go to Seattle, they got into a car wreck and died. And so it's almost more of a thing where it's like, well, now he's kind of scared to leave because when his parents left, like it didn't end well. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was a lot of like emotional manipulation. On the other hand, Josh has this wonderful dream where he like kind of learns more about himself and like, there's an, a bird spirit that's like, what bird are you going to be? And then he like flies and then he like doesn't die. And he's like, this is so cool, dude. The bird spirit was bad. It was awful. I agree. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> but we learn he's an eagle. Like his spirit animal is an eagle, yeah. which I didn't know this, but that's cool. That eagles apparently take what what was it they take the navajos hopes and dreams and take them to where they need to go well they yeah they like communicate that like yes the hopes and dreams of the tribe i love it i like eagles i love a good eagle my eagle would be not busy because i don't have hopes and dreams so they do there is like that horrible thunderstorm and Josh and Thomas end up finding each other and then go in the cave and they have the super deep discussion. And then everything's perfect. And then they manage to get home after they're all cold and wet. And uh, Josh takes a shower for 80 hours. Yeah, that, that I'm not, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. So the <laughs> biker gang, I guess Josh confronts them about uh, vandalizing the secret waterfall. And he challenges them to a bike off. And if he wins, they have to leave the waterfall and the reservation alone. Mm-hmm. And if he loses, then I guess they get like free reign of the reservation, which I think is just not a good not deal. Not at all. And he had no place making this deal for the tribe. Yeah, I think he says something along the lines of like, this was my thing to fix or it's my fault. So I need to do what I can to make it yeah. right. He never explains why he has any authority here whatsoever. I don't think they wanted yeah. to explain But that, then the so. next 20 minutes is a very long 20 minutes of him training oh. for this damn bike marathon. And at first they're like, how about next week? And they're like, it's a deal. And then you think, okay, it's a deal. They're going to cut. They're going to cut away, do a new scene. And then the front of the background is like, actually, I have a dentist appointment that day. Can we do it the week after? And they're like, okay, fine. The week after. And I'm like, couldn't you have just set that up to begin with? I think they were trying to go for like comedic relief. <laughs> and it fell so flat. It's so dumb. It was flat. But there's this like training montage intercut with Ugh. him sitting in a bath full of herbs. Yep. And using all these like different medicinal herbs and things. And he asked the grandpa like... What can I do to make me stronger? And yeah, the grandpa gives him something for like stamina and muscle relaxants and Vicodin stuff. And- I thought at this point it was just gonna be like a placebo thing and the grandpa was going to be like, I was just giving you like sugar cane and you were Oh like, yeah, and you did it. Your, your, uh, your strength came from within or something like that. I thought that's where it was going, but no. And- I am actually... I think I'm actually more glad that it wasn't a placebo effect type of situation where it was like, you had it in you all along, dude. Oh God, that would have been bad too. I think that movie, I think I would have disliked it a lot more. 
I think I, both of them are bad, but one of them is exploitative of culture. Okay, let's bring up another Uh-oh. issue. The radio host. Oh, thank you. I really wanted to talk about this, but it never came up. Yeah, she had no real purpose here, but... Uh, no real purpose. I liked her. Oh, okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> None of us like like the same things of this <laughs> at no. all. No. So her name's Domino, and she was played by Chanel from Cheetah Girls. Yeah. And all she did was like I guess there's one radio station in this town, and she is like a talk show host of the town's one radio station. Yeah, I think she was also like a familiar face that people on the Disney Channel would be like, "Oh, I know her. I'll watch this movie." I mean, and the the parts that she was on screen, I was interested to hear what she was going to say. Yeah. The reason I brought up the radio host is because our poor friend Josh, who's out biking all hours of the day, gets lost or hurt, and he's unable to, like, make it home. And he ends up in this horrible storm, and he's, like, pretty much lost and gone missing. And the radio host is like, anyone out there where you have a missing kid, we need to find. And then they find him immediately, so. They do. It was ramped up drama that had no payoff. At some point, he's just like passed out and they call in a doctor and she's like, his bruises will heal. Oh my God, I know. Yeah. And then the doctor's like, but it's probably his pride. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. But yeah, then he's like passed out. But then the next scene, he's just totally fine. And it was like race day and he's okay to go. There was way too much bike racing in this movie. Way too much. I was not on board with it. That's not what I said. Not what I was expecting. Not at all. Mm. I I was expecting a horse sense and we got a brink. Oh, wow. I mean, a, a really bad brink. It was like... Brink meets Johnny Tsunami. I was thinking that. Okay. Oh, yeah. This race at the end, the big finale, was so freaking dangerous. We talked about it a little bit earlier. But the mother was, like, cheering him on. Like, this is awesome. I'm having so much fun. If you're a mom, you're not having fun at this. Your kid is jumping off of, like, 20-foot cliffs. Especially since she just learned, like, the day before that he knows how to ride a bike. (laughs) Yeah. And these cliff edges are, like, thousands of feet. Well, maybe not thousands. Like, hundreds of feet down. Yeah, there is a point where the angle like shows the road going down, and it's really steep and yeah. really and wild. like narrow. And, and the mom is like, "Oh, woo-hoo. I'm like, okay, decom mom, you're getting like a two. You are not in tune with anything." <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, Johnny Tsunami. It was like the same race at the end of the movie to win all, be all. Yeah, to like win the territory or whatever. well, and there's a scene in Johnny Tsunami where. Somebody falls off of a cliff and hangs there forever. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought was going to happen. I mean, it kind of happens. Does it? The same situation. Yeah, when comes he, up when where... he bikes off the, the one cliff and he like just catches air for like five oh, minutes. Oh, that was fucking radical. That wasn't dangerous and scary. Yeah, that was cool. I was talking about there's another situation like in Brink, like in Johnny Tsunami, where they have to decide, oh, am I going to win the race or am I going to do the morally right thing to do? Um, oh, yes. The buffalo gets spooked by an engine backfiring or something like that. And they all, the entire herd, goes stampeding for the town. And I was like, if these buffalo are that fragile, <laughs> that an engine that backfiring time. 50 miles away makes them all try to ruin a town... 
<laughs> that town is not well yeah. off at all. Like this would have happened years ago. Yeah, they a kid. I was like, "What's going on? Like, what what's the problem here?" And a kid's like, "The buffalo will ruin the town." I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay. I guess that's happening." Okay, so someone give the quick rundown on how they saved the town because I think I was rolling my eyes and I missed it. Okay, so they all, literally everybody except for head biker gang dude, but like the rest of his biker gang and all of the little teenage Navajos go on their bikes, which like half of them didn't own a bike before this, but all of a sudden they have one and just like kind of circle the buffalo. And I think Scout's the first one to like skid in front of a buffalo and it's about to stampede her. And uh, remember, listeners, she is mute for the first part of this movie. She starts singing Lean On Me. She's cured of her muteness. And it's not like a little bit of singing. It's like everything else fades. It's just her singing. Mm -hmm. And a stampede of buffalo. Yes. And she stops the stampede. She saves the town with her voice. Oh, God. Just that sentence. (laughs) Ugh. It was terrible. There was like all of the little pieces of this I could complain about so much. First of all, it's a bad scene, even if she had been speaking this whole movie. But secondly, you just totally undercut this character who was really cool and just took took away this thing about her that was not bad. Like there's nothing wrong with being mute. And I liked seeing a character speak ASL or sign ASL in a movie with like no explanation. And like, we didn't need to know why she didn't speak. We didn't need to know there. She didn't have to have a tragic backstory. She was just mute and it was fine. You know what? There was a line earlier, I think in the movie where black horse was like, what are the Buffalo done for me? They never, they're not going to give scout her voice back. Why should I take care of them or something like that? But there you go. There's a yeah. full circle moment. If that helps. Yeah. I guess the Buffalo gave her her voice back and that's beautiful. For a movie that was called Buffalo Dreams, I really wanted more Buffalo. There were like no Buffalo. And the Buffalo were always bad. I want a good Buffalo. It was just misleading with the bikes. We didn't need a bike. There was a lot going on. There was a lot. Let's just list it. Bike races. Dad moving to a new town. Astrophysics. There were other white people in a different town there was a reserve there was protecting buffalo there was the town that could get stampeded by buffalo. there was a new pool opening there was a <laughs> new, new pool at the community center <laughs> 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 oh yeah there was destruction of like sacred property Just, <laughs> um there was grandpa who could do med- uh native american medicine uh, there was a lot of bath scenes, a doctor. Small town DJs trying to make it. Oh yeah, I forgot about her already. <laughs> the copy machine job. Power outages, <laughs> camping trips. Storms literally every night. Cobras. Eagles. The, the dreams. dreams. The eagle spirit. The most important part. <laughs> Big Macs. Like, what was actually going on here? God, there was a lot put into this movie. Okay. Did anybody learn anything? I feel like, if anything, this movie made me want to research more just so that I know that I shouldn't take anything from this movie. Yeah, That's I would agree something with that. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just want to go to New Mexico to see what it's actually like now. Give us a good old review. I don't, Jack. Okay, so this movie actually won some awards. 
Um, before we get no. to reviews, oh, where? <laughs> I don't believe you. Did it win, like, worst decom? <laughs> oh, geez, I can't find it now. How do you get there? Do you know, do you have them? Can I'm you say them? Yes, the Directors Guild of America for Outstanding Directorial Achievement in Children's Programs. Just a nominee. It didn't win anything. Oh. The hu- hu- Humanitas, Humanitas Prize for Children's Live Action Category. And the Young Artist Award for Best Performance in a TV Movie, Miniseries, or Special Supporting Young Actress for Tessa Vaughn, who was the uh, who was Scout, the little oh. girl. Okay. Which is fair. I liked her. Yeah. She was the best part of this movie up until she got her voice back, which sounds awful, but it's only because it undermined her entire character. But anywho. Okay. I have a review here that I think speaks to almost exactly what we were trying to say. It says, had potential. It doesn't have a star rating, but it says, this movie, in my opinion, had potential, but it went off in mixing Navajo culture with Buffalo. As a Navajo myself, I found it a bit offensive that they did not even um, use any of our traditional values. They just mixed what they thought they knew about us with the movie. The plot has some work to do, but like I said earlier, it had potential. The cast did a fine job, and Mr. Green did his best in the pronunciation of the Navajo words. Hard to pronounce that word pronunciation, by the way. After a while, the cast started getting a bit corny, absolutely, but near the end, they pulled themselves together. But there is one thing that I liked about this, and that is the distant relation the two main characters have at first because of their culture. I just wish that the producers had spent a little more time in the research of the Navajo. That is almost exactly what we just said. Yes, I agree mm-hmm. with that review 100%. I mean, not I'm not Navajo myself, so I can't speak from that. I agree with that review. I am <laughs> as well. <laughs> no, that's perfect. So do we want to give our reviews? Go for it. I'll give it a two out of 10. And I give it those two stars because I really liked Scout's character up until the end. I liked what she started out as. And it felt like there was a possibility to have like characters of different privileges uh, without making it about that. That's okay. They tried. Yeah. Two stars for effort. Two buffaloes out of ten buffaloes. I'm going to go ahead and give this movie a four out of ten. There were there was a lot going on. I thought I liked this movie more, but then once we started to talk about it, I realized that the scene that I really liked was just longer. And so it felt like I liked more of the movie, but really I only really liked that one part. There was some fun stuff, too. There were some stupid, funny jokes that I laughed at. Here, I'll meet you right in the middle there. I will give it a three because it wasn't the absolute worst movie, but there were so many things wrong with it that it wasn't great. Also, I never thought that this was entertaining at any point. Like, I at every minute of this movie, I wanted to be doing something else. Yeah, I felt the same way, actually. That's a good thing. Any of you have any dreams lately? You know, Brandon, I dreamed that all of our listeners subscribed to us and left a review and followed us on social media and emailed us at podlistogether at gmail.com. God damn, that was smooth. smooth.